0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Artists in Depth. I'm Alan Powell, and together with my co-host, Bill Key, we talk with guest artists and explore links between their creativity and their identity. No matter your choice of expression, Artists in Depth provides an opportunity for the listener to ask the same questions of themselves that are being asked of our guests and to reflect on their own identity through the work they've created. And without further ado, let's get on with our podcast. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada. Embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. To kick off season two of Artists in Depth, I decided to have a conversation with my co-host Bill Key, a former actor turned therapist and still has his hand in the acting world with small projects here and there, as well as being a musician. My background is in directing trauma-based narratives for educational purposes. I also do a little bit of acting on the side. Interestingly, my initial connection with Bill was not through the arts. It was through our work as therapists and training. Bill is now a qualified therapist and has a long list of clients. I work with actors, supporting the resilience and development of emotionally complex characters. My discussion with Bill covered possible motivations for actors wanting to act, the difference between actors and therapists, and the courage to express the shadow self, tapping into one's own trauma, emotional lingerings, and how projection identification, a therapeutic term, influences the actors' choices for their character. It's a tricky situation when an actor moves into a role uh, because of a few factors that are going on, possibly consciously or unconsciously. And those factors are, one, that the role is appealing to the actor because of a uh, a what-if fantasy scenario that I would have liked to have been that in my life. And yeah. so when they move into that role, there's this... Um, uh, um, a, a real ambition and motivation to to, to really embody it because they want to know what that was like or is like, and when they leave it, there's these lingerings right that ends up happening where they they may not be able to shake it because either they like it or they just don't know how to shake it. So you're shaking your head. You're kind of going, yeah, yeah. What's
1: yeah? Well, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you. I I carry on. I don't I don't have any I don't have an, in- yeah, an input okay. right now. There's a few
0: factors in this idea of. Um, Moving into character and coming out of character, the trauma also impacts um, the actor's decisions. How they are bringing themselves to the role. What is it? Do they want to escape from something from their own lives, or do they want to bring this reality into the role? And there, that matches up with another thing that I read. Uh, again, I'm terrible at referencing, uh, but it was another essay that I read that was. Um, Um, oh, that the the actor um, can, uh, is in danger of making the role fit them rather than them
1: fitting into the role. So that's... Yeah, I had a really interesting conversation about this with a a director many years ago. I was in a thing um, about... It was a police drama series and, you know, I, I was one of five guys who were who were the characters for the storyline in that week. Anyway, I was talking to the act, to, to the director then about about and this is probably much discussed in the acting world it is do you prepare from yourself? Including your own trauma, and I would say, say what what you said just now is: Are you escaping from trauma, or are you bringing it to deliberately bringing it? And I don't think you, it can be helped. I think you 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 may be trying to escape your trauma, but I would imagine it'd be very difficult not to bring your trauma into something. I don't know unless it's very very different. You know, unless the role is completely different from from any kind of trauma at all. Um, I feel like I'm going all around the houses there. Yeah, but anyway. yeah. you know, that, That's another point that I'm just going to make a note of. As keep going. Uh, but the, the 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 question being, do you read the words on the page and then decide who that person is? Or do you... Perhaps if you read a synopsis, you have one sentence, you know, the guy is a policeman whose wife just died, do you know what I mean? And then create a whole emotional world for that person and then read the words that, you know, fit that to the words on the page. Or do you take the words on the page and try and find the emotional content in each individual line? Or is it a combination of both, I, I, you know? uh,
0: Well, I guess the the description is there for a reason. So that description, even though it's only two sentences or one sentence, yeah was was impactful his, he, this guy lost his wife so they wouldn't say that unless there was a reason for
1: saying that sure
0: uh, so there was trauma and loss in his life um how does that impact whatever lines he's saying or
1: yeah absolutely and you know i i guess it is a combination of both things you know if you take a guy who's experienced that trauma and then you put them in the scenario of the of the the narrative of the piece their response to what happens within the piece is going to be coloured by the trauma that they've experienced in their backstory. Uh, but then I think the question you're asking is, how much of any of this is coloured by the actor's own trauma? Yeah, and
0: this is what begs the question, is well, not begs the question, but this is the other thing that I find fascinating. I believe that the per- the actor that gets cast in that role you just described there is a parallel in their own lives. There's always something that's connecting the actor to the work somehow, consciously or unconsciously. So if this man lost his wife, uh, um, could the actor, my feeling is that the actor may have be dealing with a loss or have dealt, has dealt with a loss. Um, and they can tap
1: into that, uh, whether or not they've um, dealt with it. What you mean is that they probably bring, that quality of them, that well, part of their life lends them a quality that they bring with them when they're first seen for the role. Yeah. Or is it? Or is it they seek the role because they have that quality in that because they have that in their life deliberately? And I think that much of that will come down to the the actor, the 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 um, the status of the actor to be able to choose or not. You know, um, but
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, that's an interesting question too. So, okay, uh, it, it, let's look at these two different scenarios. One is the actor who is established, who gets scripts sent to him. Yeah. Can decide what he wants to play. Then yeah. there's the other actor who's going in and auditioning and just wanting to work. Uh, um, yeah. Well, both actors want to work. Um, so, in each scenario, the actor who uh, decides uh, who's reads the scripts and, and has the power of say yes or no to it um, says yes to a script because there's something that clearly resonates with them that they want to explore. Mm. If they, um, on the other hand, if they say no to a script, it could be that it does resonate with them as well, but they they're, don't they're, want to explore. To yeah, quite. I've read
1: stories of that too, where actors say, yeah, yeah. I just want to go there. Um, Just to get kind of meta on this for a moment during our work together in seeking actors who would come in and talk to us I spoke to several actors who shall of course remain unnamed who I invited to come and talk to us about how their trauma or life experiences had affected their work or how the work had perhaps created or triggered trauma within them who said actually I don't thank you very much, but I don't want to go there. And and I, I just wanted to mention that because it historically it's, I think a really important part of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an add on to the decision-making process as to even whether an actor would want to come and talk to us about those experiences. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. There is there's a great amount of courage uh, and I admire it in, in, in actors and in artists, um, but more so on actors because I'm just around that more uh, for them to, to, how they express themselves, how, how they just go and they do it. And, um, and, and they're not shy in saying, Oh yeah, well that, that's, happened to me. Or yeah, I'm like that. Or you mm. know, you go, wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, if that kind of courage appeared in uh, the world of psychotherapy and, and therapists themselves uh, there wouldn't be that many therapists anymore because they would heal themselves a lot quicker if they just owned a lot of the stuff or, yeah. you know, that's not, that's a, There's another topic right there. Um, the crossover between um, therapists and actors. And why is it? I mean, I don't know if you have the answer, but I'll ask you why is it that there are so many therapists that are still working through their own stuff? Um, like Stuff that they, you know, I don't know, maybe it's my own judgment, uh, that they should have worked through during the process of of school, of training. Does that,
1: like, I I don't know, there's some things that that seem to stay with the therapist. It's it's interesting because I don't get a huge sample of other therapists and what they're like. But I do have, I mean, um, I have met, I've met trainee therapists who have asked me, do I really need to look at my stuff? Can't I just go, can't I just train and be a therapist? Why do I need to look at my stuff? Um, To which the answer is always, would you ask a client to go somewhere you wouldn't be willing to go yourself? Um, And just to to also reiterate something you said a minute ago about the, the, the comparison between the process of, uh, I'm using Americanisms, I guess it must be, because I'm a process of... I of, know um, uh, I'm, I'm a conscious that you're not American. so um, North American. North American, okay. North America. okay. So the the, the, the the parallel between the journey towards a truth in the role that you're doing and the journey towards congruence, towards one's true self... You know, there must be a much sim- a very similar parallel, um, and it requires courage, as you say. It requires courage and insight and willingness. Um, the
0: the actor has protection in that they can step into a role, and explore some stuff. Yeah. Or the therapist in training doesn't have that protection. That it's them like yeah. a comedian on the stage. Yeah. To draw a parallel.
1: Yeah. Neither therapy nor rehearsing for an acting role are going to be effective unless you are willing to really seek something a bit deeper. I mean, just on a personal level, I've been noticing more and more that I observe other actors' performances. Even I've noticed with stills of actors in, in the midst of a performance, you know, I'll catch a clip on a you know the way it puts up thumbnails when you're watching netflix or, or something like that and, and you see the still and you can just instantly see that person is acting do you know what i mean in in the in the the slightly negative sense of the word you can see them acting whereas there are other people and you just think you 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 lose it because they've lost it you can't see their surface because you can only see what they've found beyond that um And that's so rich and and powerful. And I think that's the key that, you know, um, and myself personally, I think I found it rarely. I think a few times it just happened for some reason. The thing that you say about the difference between acting and, and, and being in therapy is in acting, it's a role. So if all else fails, you can fall back on some kind of, surface superficial performance thing you know whereas you know um in therapy
0: you're basically putting up a defense in therapy yeah you would hope
1: that you would hope the therapist is more gentle than a than a hardline director but it's Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe i'm fishing for parallels that aren't there but yeah um in either case you're seeking being comfortable with exposing truth and that in in an acting role that truth has to be in to some extent it has to be your own truth you can't you can't find an, a real performance yeah unless in some way at some strange angle or it connects with some some personal truth of your own
0: there's something as just talking i'm thinking about uh, some of the actors we uh, interviewed uh, in season 1 um mm. and I, th- I think um we haven't quite we haven't aired Davy Nellis yet um but um uh gary yeah gary oliver um mentioned it uh davy mentioned it and there's a few others that mentioned it as well that they need to create a um a fun uh space almost like a pub atmosphere in order to make them feel comfortable enough to expose themselves Uh, In a to be vulnerable, Um, and to come back afterwards after they've done their performance and say to everybody, "That's not really me," because they know who the real person is because they've been partying and enjoying themselves. Yeah. So there's that that um, uh, it's that fear uh, the actor has of well, if I put this all out on the stage and put it out there, people are going to think it's me because I'm because I know it's going to be good and it's going to be real because it is real. Uh, but I don't want them to think that this is me, mm. which is really fascinating. Um, um, and that just kinda, I guess that speaks to the, uh, the community of the actors who, uh, the actor community who, um, they want to be accepted because they deal with rejection so much that they, you know, I would think this is my theory. I want their colleagues to, to, um, uh, to like them and to be connected to them. That speaks to something else now. I'm moving into uh, the dark side, like the darkness, the the darkness of characters. That can be um, uh, shaming for some actors. They might feel quite ashamed to pull that out, especially if they have to play a perpetrator of some sort. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you think about Kevin Bacon and what, and uh, you think the woodsman was that? that uh, was a, a, a oh yeah a, where he was a
1: he played a perpetrator yeah
0: pedophile yeah, yeah. Had a file. yeah. So, you know those and so they go there and they and they can uh and clearly i I don't actually it's not clearly how did Kevin deal with that um did he deal with some shame
1: like how did he work himself through that unless you, unless you know yourself and are grounded in yourself in some way then then it would be too risky to go to places which are dark because you may not come, you know, you then don't have the support to come back or right. the, or the tools to come back or you wouldn't be able to go there because the, your lids are too tightly bolted down. So you, you, you can't get through there to where that those, those places are. Yeah.
0: But that so those are the things that I, I'm drawing. Let's go back to the parallel of them. Um the therapist or, uh, and, and the, uh, the therapist who is in therapy, who has to deal with some of this darker stuff in their, in their, um, sessions and what prevents them. And we've said it already, what prevents them from really going there, um, aside from the shame that might be in the way, um, is that they are exposing themselves for who they are or what they were. Not that they are that now, uh, or they may be, but, and we get into young and the the shadow self, right? And Mm. things that we hide. And Mm. because we hide it, it controls us. So Mm. could it be that there are actors who going back to that situation where the actor has the power to choose their scripts or the actor that, and the actor that is auditioning, each one of them um, have the opportunity to bring the shadow selves to the role. Mm. the actor it has to
1: be it has to be known and it has to be f- fearlessly fearlessly done as well um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just putting in mind of the need of both the therapist and the actor to be robust enough to to have come to some place of acceptance that that they are that they can use as their foundation for entering into that world you know what i mean with the therapist you're talking about the you'll be talking about the transference so that you're dealing with the issues of a client who may have experienced similar or you know parallel traumas or experiences that the therapist has experienced either in the actual world or internally um being able to hold and tolerate and um, sit with that trauma when it comes to them in the room, for the actor, in a way, perhaps it's, I don't know, I'm thinking on my feet here, maybe it's the opposite, to be able to understand that past experience and trauma and not necessarily to express it but to know that it's in there to know that it's there and then perhaps you know have it come out of its own accord have it come out in the performance of its own accord um i'm finding myself really thinking on my feet it's almost like we're exploring stuff we just through the the organic nature of the conversation but um
0: well yeah that's cool that's uh um the so let me just back up to what you were saying the you're making the comparison of the therapist or the client in the room?
1: Well, um, we were talking earlier on about, ther- about the therapist needing to, you know, the question of can the therapist work as a therapist without having explored their own past um, and not necessarily, I wouldn't say resolved. I don't think there is a resolved it, but I think got to a place where it's, um, where there is a willingness to go, to to look at the shadow to look at the trauma to you know um and to understand that that can be really painful but to have the courage to look at it in their own time or have the courage to sit in the face of it and know that they will be able to process it um And I'm trying to go back to the artist now. So the artist, does the artist therefore also need to have the courage to look at their their true shadow? Because it's very easy to say, look at the page and see that the person is shouting and and shout, or to see that the person is sad and then go, oh, I'll do my sad face now. Um, But if you really want a performance that's rich and has its truth, then... You need to know what it feels like to feel sad and that it's okay to go there yeah. or the, to know what it feels like to feel sad but think it's not okay to go there you know and, and find well, find the truth in the performance that way
0: yeah and this and further to what you're saying um though you, i know you're using sadness and, and anger as just basic emotions um sure. well there's uh, they what, could- other ones <laughs> It can be quite complex uh, when we get into that sadness, um, and there's there's regret, and um, I don't know, uh, uh, c- compassion, uh, fear, uh, all those things that are all mixed yeah. in that yeah. go beyond. it. So that's the uh, that's um, the complexity of that. That uh, the therapist. Um, can either will feel when they begin to go through their own journey, or they may feel experience it from the client, uh, and hold that for them like in the, in the space. And that it's okay to do that. Um, whereas, uh, an actor, um, who goes there pretty much on their own, uh, with the assistance of their partner, uh, whether or not the partner, you know, depending, I guess on, on the, um, Uh, The experience uh, and the capability of their acting partner, scene partner, whether that person's going to hold it and and, and use it or go, what the fuck are you? Oh, my God, this guy's having a meltdown. (laughs) And meanwhile, this guy is the actor who knows exactly what's happening and he knows where he's going. And he's looking at this other actor going, you're not with me. That's okay. I'm still using whatever you're giving me. Um, and i understand my character <clears throat> doesn't feel safe around you but it's going to now going to draw back and and put up some defenses because i see that you can't hold it yeah uh, and there and boom cut we have a scene the director goes wow that was pretty good and then he gives notes to the actor who couldn't contain the, you know says could you just do you know what, you know that kind of thing or the other way around where around the, where the other actor says um or at least says to the actor that was really good but Maybe not so much because you know to, whatever the vision is for the director. But the yeah. point is that actor had the guts and the courage to face into it and go there and then be in the moment at the same time and, and realize that this actor slash character um only has the capability or the capacity for so much, um, and that affects the role of that of of, of me, the the other actor,
1: right? Or, sure. You, is that? That's awesome acting. Yes, I I agree with you. Although the other side to this is, I was thinking of two things. Um, the the statement that actually I think De Niro made that actually what what is generally a more real performance is the. That the, the feelings are coming through about you know whatever they are, but a, but a further understanding that that human beings generally are working really hard not to express those feelings rather than to express them. I you know I'm inclined to agree that you know it's actually the struggle not to cry can be much more moving to witness than the than, than tears in an actor. And there was another there's an actress whose name. I can't remember right now, but I heard her interviewed on the radio and she was talking about actors who go into hugely cathartic performances, you know, who cry and scream and wail and just let it all out in a big outpouring of emotion. And she said, it's kind of, people don't really want to see that. It isolates the audience in a way because you're kind of, you suddenly think, well, I'm not, that's nothing to do with me. And it's not really anything to do with, a Karenina, it's, it's just something that's going on for you. And I don't, that's not what I paid to come and see, you know, so it's a kind of, it's a balance. It's trying to, it's trying to show something that is partially personal to you and yet is something else as well is a, is a performance. And, you know, as we're speaking, I'm just remembering, you know, I'm just thinking there's so many different actors and so much, there's so, you know, and, perhaps what i mean by that is that there are a lot of really great actors and there are a lot of really great actors f- who are great in different ways for different reasons and who have found different techniques that make them watchable i you know so okay. i haven't yeah. i know i i could i could sense where you were going i don't
0: think you even yeah. have to finish that sentence yeah um, but yeah there's um there's the thing about the being cathartic on uh Uh, in your performance and it's not serving anybody, but the actor themselves. I agree. Um, And that's uh, in that, if we go back to that um, analogy I was using where um, the actor begins to feel something quite complex and looks at the other actor and he starts to feel it, but then noting the other actors um, appearance or state, realizing that they, don't want to go there or aren't comfortable, they will adjust themselves. And so therefore they don't show, they don't go cathartic because they're mm-hmm. respecting the other actor. Um, and chances are that other actor is, uh, is representing not just himself, but many. All right. And so he could be, re- or she could be representing the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience you know? So it's like, yeah, um I, there's this I, this thing about, um, uh, it, it go back to um, therapy for a second, about uh, projection identification and projection and the things that we don't want to feel, we put onto others. Mm. Uh, so, you know, the, the it, it, I am a great believer in that. And it happens in acting where you're, um, if we go back to that actor who wants to express something big, feeling it, and it, as the character, he's feeling it. And then the other actor, he's getting some resistance and he's not sure that uh, he feels safe with him. So if I was that actor wanting to express and I get this sense that, oh, this other person doesn't feel safe uh, or doesn't feel comfortable with me doing that, then that's the projection I'm getting is that I'm not feeling comfortable. And that's your stuff. Yeah. So I will take that on board and go, maybe it's not the time to do this now as the character. So I make a de- I'm making a decision for the character that I'm not going to express what I need to express. I'm going to hold it yeah. back and bring something yeah. else. They make another choice and keep going. And that's where you're talking about. That's the interesting. Uh, that's, that's what makes the actor interesting is that they are making a different choice. They're, they're not showing what they want to sh- really show. They'll yeah. make a joke instead. Or they'll say the line in a way that is, you know, just, they'll throw it away when we yeah. really know what's going on. Right, um, and that's because. So, this, do you see where I'm going? Like that, that the whole process.
1: Yeah, and and as I, as you were talking as well, I was I'm remembering that you're a director, and so you you, you know you're you have that other dimension which I don't have of of obs- observing what's going on, and making choices about how you speak to the actors about what's going on. And and you mentioned it earlier on, you created a scenario earlier on where you say, well, yeah, maybe, but less, or I can see where you're going with that. But, you know, um, perhaps adjust this way or that way. And um, yeah, I really want to do it again. Whenever you and I talk, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had a job. You know, Um, I'm a therapist, which is great. But we're we're kind of, you know, because we're talking about that other world
0: you've been inspired or moved by what you've heard on today's podcast I invite you to visit our website artistsindepth.com there you can sign up for podcast reminders get in touch with us through email or connect with other like-minded artists by sharing your thoughts on our blog and joining our community and finding out more about our initiatives it's free and it's rewarding until next time This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada. Embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives.